Diva Cup is the world's number one menstrual cup, here to save you from changing your tampon every couple of hours. It's easy to insert, comfortable, and it'll keep you protected for up to 12 hours. Enough time for a couple more episodes of this show. Just saying, get a better way to period. Head to shopdiva.com and get 10% off a Diva Cup with code RADIO10. Conditions apply. Uh-oh. Here we go again. Ladies and gentlemen, at great expense and headaches... Welcome to OSSB Inside and Out, a podcast about staff member and alumni experiences at the Ohio State School for the Blind. Each week, we interview someone from the Ohio State School for the Blind about their experiences. Now here's your host, Brendan Hamblin. Hello and welcome back to another OSSB Inside and Out podcast. Today, I've got something a little different. Today, I've got my family. My grandparents and my mom with me on remote location. Um, in today's episode, we're going to talk about my story. So I've got my grandpa, Terry Cole, and my grandmother, Sue Cole, and my mom, Stephanie Hahn. Um, so who wants to start? Okay, so... You were born at 26 weeks. You weighed one pound 15. You were in the hospital for three months. And then you came home and you were only there for a couple days. Um, And you went back in for surgery for hernia. Then you went back in for meningitis. Um, you were in there for, what, another month, I think? Okay, anyways, yeah, you being being premature caused a lot of problems. Um, you had CP, visually impaired, um, not being able to read without big print, um, I don't know. We'll pass us along. <laughs> Being premature really does have a great impact on children. Uh, they have one nerve and we're on it. They're hard to stay focused. Um, their eating patterns usually are quite poor, at least Brendan's were. Um, so just getting him to eat something substantial to help his growth was very difficult most of the time. Um, He had problems um, with his left side, um, not wanting to use his left hand, um, and that was always a a struggle to get him to even find the M&Ms that we would place there. he was in early intervention, he went to preschool, and he started his school career at Mount Gilead Elementary School and went through the first year and it was a struggle for the teachers. Very difficult trying to get him um, to be able to even see what was on the papers. There were no visual aids really to speak of 
and as I said, he was a bit of a challenge. Um, someone in the school and the staff recommended OSSB, and so before the start, before the end of the of his first year of, of school, we ended up at OSSB where he went through some testing and they deemed that he would be an appropriate candidate to go to OSSB. Second grade. So he started his second grade um, at that time. And um, I'm sure the teachers can attest to the fact he was a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> he um, had his moments that he was very independent and um, didn't always like what they had to say to him. But in spite of all that, he did learn and within the first year that he was there, he was reading up to his level. Um, they had visual aids, they had uh, computers, large print. large print. They felt that he would never really learn to write um, as far as his hands go and everything. So they did a lot of computer work. And um, he became interested in music and um, his life just slowly began to evolve. Um, he played the trumpet. Yes. Um, he, like I said, he became active. He was in the choir, um, did a lot of singing. He is very attached to some of the teachers who were there at that time, and in fact, some of them are still there. Um, and he keeps in close contact with people. Um, he's played the trumpet, um, piano. Uh, piano, and um, he's developed a lot of skills um, that other children might not get the opportunity, but with OSSB, they really encourage um, their children to become independent um, to ride the bus system, to be able to navigate the streets, um, and be able to function just on a normal level. Okay, it was mentioned that he played the trumpet, which he did. But uh, what was not mentioned was that he was in the marching band. Now, the you might say, it's a blind school. How can they have a marching band? Well, it's the only one in the world. And they teach the kids the music. And then they explain to them what the moves are going to be. But then you've got volunteers out there. And the ones that are totally blind, you've got the volunteer that helps them find the right spot and to move to the right spot. The ones that have some vision can be out there by themselves and move around and be where they're supposed to. And you say, well, okay, that's, that's kind of a big deal. And I said, yeah, because they have gone out to Seattle, Washington, and they were the lead band in the Lions International Parade for 2011. And that's a big deal because the main thing that the Lions help with is to help people 
that have limited sight. And even at the school, they'll come out and they'll give watches that you hit a button and the watch will tell you what time it is, you know, for the for the blind kids. And I mean that's that's a big thing to be out in Seattle for the Lions, but they also perform Script Ohio with the Ohio State Marching Band. Members of the band help those kids while they're in school, and it's kind of a you know kind of a thing that the Ohio State Band does. Now, the thing is, when they march at the same time as Ohio State, they do a script Ohio, but it's not like Ohio State. When they march script Ohio, they spell Ohio in Braille. And uh, anytime that they're marching in a parade or do script Ohio in Braille, there's nothing but cheers and applause for this band. The uh, the one thing that we have with with him going to school in Columbus, sometimes there's a problem getting him there or bringing him back. Now I do have to say, when Brendan moved to Marion. The trips down and back were made a lot easier because the Marion City Schools had a bus that took them down. And depending on more or less what he wanted, if they've got um, they've got cabins or cottages, whatever you want to call them down there, where a kid can go down on Monday and stay all week, come back on Friday. Or they can go down and back each day. The Marion City Schools had a bus set up, and uh, they could take him down and bring him back. Or let's say he had a doctor's appointment or whatever. We could take him down. His, his mom or uh, my wife and I could take him down. And then the bus would bring him back. So the transportation... Uh, after he moved to Marion, was a whole lot easier. <clears throat> now, also him being down there, if they had a performance, you know, like the the Christmas show or the the spring show, or if the band was doing something, you had to drive down to Columbus, and of course, if it's winter time, that drive wasn't always easy, but. Uh, you'd be su you'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't be surprised, that the number of people that show up for the the Christmas program or the spring program, there were a lot of people there, and uh, it's amazing what those kids can uh, can do. You know, you think, well, they must be limited. Well, then you're thinking wrong. You can, those kids can do anything that they set their minds to. And uh, that's just the way it is.
Um, and not even look at disabilities because that's not the name of the game anymore. Right. Times are changing, there's, there's such new equipment and it makes everyone's life a lot easier. Well, the, the way the blind school works, and this one, one lady said something years ago to me, she says, they're not disabled. They are differently abled. And I thought, that's, that's a pretty good way to look at things. I'd say so. And back to the cottages. You didn't have to stay Monday through Friday. Like, I didn't stay Monday through Friday. I don't think I ever stayed Monday through Friday. Well, all right. Now, at the beginning, I stayed Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. And then you changed it, and you went every day for a while. And I think I went every day, but like one day a week. I don't remember. Yeah. But then I went back to one day a week, and then none. But yeah. the only people that can stay on campus throughout the week are people that are not residents of Franklin County. If you are in Franklin County, you cannot stay Monday through Friday. You're a day, considered a day student and not a residential. And, yes, um, let's see. We will move on. So when Brendan was growing up, he always said he had no idea what he was going to be when he grew up. Even until, like, the last few days of his senior year, we had no clue what he was going to do. And then during his last IEP, he was like, I know what I'm going to do. He goes, I'm going to go to college. And he went to the Ohio Media School, which I was really proud because he does not step out of his comfort zone. Ever. So he went to the school. It was uh, an 11-month school? Nine-month Nine school. He finished that program, and then he got a job at iHeartMedia here in Marion. And he worked there for three years. Almost. Almost three years. And then they let all their staff go pretty much so now he's just doing the podcast which is really cool but I just it amazes me what this boy can do I'm not really sure what this boy learned at the media school <laughs> besides radio <laughs> Media school, I learned TV and radio broadcast. And website development and the full nine yards. And I think 
mainly the reason I went that route is because my grandpa was the news director for WMRN for uh, how long? So I thought I thought so. He was there for 18 years, and during that time was when I was born. So, growing up in and around the Marion radio station here got me on that path. So, granted, I'm not with them anymore, but I might be someday, depending on if a job opens up, but. We're all still family, <laughs> whether we're there or not. Same thing with OSSB. OSSB is and always will be a family environment. The minute I'm sure the, all of us walked through those doors, we felt that. I am on the parent-teacher staff foundation for the school. I am the social media specialist for the band boosters and so I'm still involved and I run soundboard for the concerts when I can um let's see I still go on band trips if I can um let's see and back to grandpa's Talking of the band, the first big trip that the band went on was that was a year before I could start. Was the 2010 Tournament of Roses parade, and the band got a whole bunch of media coverage on them, and what have you. Actually, I think we got more media coverage on us for the. Florida trip this year, this year, last year and this year, beginning of this year, and then we did for the Rose Parade, which was surprising. Keeping up with all those articles that came out about us was <laughs> an ongoing process. So, let's see, where do I want to go from here? Anything else the three of you'd like to add? That we may have missed or what have you? I know from experience through Brendan that the School for the Blind in Columbus did him a whole lot of good. And I know from what I saw of some of the other kids down there, it has done them a world of good. And some of them have done uh, some things in business or in their life that they couldn't have done otherwise. So while... I'm not an official person to say anything really about the school. All I can say is if you ever want to find something, find something or somebody to support, 
the Ohio State School for the Blind would be the one object. And they also have the School for the Deaf. And the School for the Deaf does just as much good as the School for the Blind. So if you want to support a program, the School for the Blind or the School for the Deaf would be the way to go. I would agree. If I would have known about the School for the Blind when he was in kindergarten, he would have been in there in a second. But no, I had to wait till he was in second grade. So he was even further behind. But at least I got him in there when I could. And they're amazing. That's all I've got to say. There have been staff members that have come through the doors that are kind of eh, iffy to say the le- to say because I don't have anything else to put in that place of iffy, um, <laughs> but for the majority, most of the staff are like your parents in a way, in a form. I know. When when I started, Mr. Markham was the principal, and everybody I know from OSSB from the time that he was there loved him. So, and then of course there's Miss Agler who was on the podcast the first episode a while back, um, and then there have been other staff members who've been there for years like Mary Butler <laughs> she's been there 60 years I think with no no plans of retirement still going strong so I'm going to definitely try to get her on the podcast if I can um, anything else any stories or memories or what have you from either my time at OSSB or How did I know this one was coming up? Why don't I remember this one? I don't I don't know. But it was all a part of learning swimming. So, Mr. <laughs> Peterfish, if you're listening, <laughs> it's a ball of it's all a part of learning. He he took him into the deep end, and and that was what upset Brendan because he didn't want to go to the deep end. As I said, there was a kind of a learning curve. <laughs> um, wasn't always the easiest child to deal with. But um, most of the time, he hated going to swimming. But he became an excellent swimmer and ended up really enjoying it. I know what I mean. So, <laughs> so. Then I know Grandpa went on the trip to the Lions Club International Parade with me because that was my first time on a plane and... I wasn't going with somebody that I, 
didn't trust fully. I mean, I trusted OSSB staff, but there's just that comforting feeling having a family member go with you. And mom wasn't going, so I had grandpa go with me. You want to talk a little bit about that trip, grandpa? Well, it was an interesting trip. <clears throat> what what happened was we were lucky because it took uh, it took two planes out to take us out, <clears throat> and uh, there weren't that many. But for some reason, they needed to separate them on two planes. <clears throat> Our plane, no problem. <clears throat> we we stop off. Then we go out to Seattle. <clears throat> the other plane took a different route, <clears throat> and they ran into a nasty, a nasty storm. And so they got delayed at their layover, and <clears throat> they were they had, you know, some of their luggage was setting out in the rain. And then along with the luggage that was sitting out in the rain was our hat boxes, which were in cardboard. So you watched the cardboard dissolve around the hats. And Miss Agler went up to him and said, can't you cover the luggage? And the person at the desk said, it's never rained here like this before. So <laughs> all of that part of the band's stuff that went on that, layover came back soaked so we got back our flight got up to Seattle at a decent time the flight that was delayed didn't get back what till after midnight or yeah midnight or or and so there's this this group with the with everything soaked getting back at midnight or one o'clock in the morning and having to get that stuff ready for the parade. Because you can't have people walking around in soggy uniforms, you know. And those uniforms are heavy enough as it is. If they were wet, you probably couldn't lift your leg to march. So, but other than that, the, the time up there it was good. They entertained the the band with with the duck rides. You know the the uh, vehicles that can go on the road, or you can run them right into water. And then there was a museum that we saw. So it was it was a good time up there. The kids got to learn something, and they got recognition from the International Alliance Club. And there were people from all over the world that, that, that were there and saw this band. So it was, it was pretty good. And I think, unless anybody has anything else to add, I think we will wrap it up. Thanks for coming on, guys. Stay tuned for next week's episode, which 
I'm not quite sure who we will have, so it'll be a surprise. Make sure to give us a follow on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching OSSB Inside and Out Podcast. And until then, bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week on OSSB Inside and Out. Make sure to follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for OSSB Inside and Out Podcast. Make sure you don't miss any future episodes. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. What's up? Ohio Jones here. There's lots of famous Joneses out there, but I'm the one who realized there's treasure to be found all over Ohio. For example, there's this new Ohio Lottery scratch-off I play called Treasure Hunt. No fights, no whips, no dangerous traps, just way better odds of hitting it big, and at only five bucks, every excursion is super affordable. So yeah, I might not be the most famous of Joneses, but I am the one they're all trying to keep up with. Play Treasure Hunt and have your own adventurous fun today. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.